Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to the Whispering Woods podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Toby. And this is episode number 29. This episode is all about... Glitch in the Matrix, part two. Okay, first of all, we'll start off with a shout out to our new patron. And a shout out to Liz Foster. Thank you for being our new patron. Yeah, thanks so much, Liz. We really, really appreciate your support. If any of you guys would like to join us on Patreon, you can find us at patreon.com forward slash The Whispering Woods. On both tiers we've got there, three and five pounds here. You can listen ad-free to both the Sunday episode and the Tuesday episode. And if you join the five pound demon tier, you get an extra episode a week. We've got a couple of reviews to read as well. Um, The first one is from Neptune800, and it says, Am I a fan? Yes, I am. Great dynamic between hosts. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you, Neptune800. We really, really appreciate these. Cheers, creating nickname attempt. My new favourite, I love Sarah and Toby. Oh, that's brilliant. Thank you, creating nickname attempt. Thank you. Yeah, I do that sometimes. Um, I try to come up with it. I think, try and think of a nice witty nickname and I can. I'm just too boring for any of that. It's just like my date of birth and something else, you know. Mm. <laughs> One quick announcement I want to make as well. We're going to start doing some Easter eggs in the podcast notes just for fun. So you need, you'll need to have a look for the emoji and then if you click on it, it'll take you to um, like a scary TikTok or just something that we found interesting during mm. the week. So, yeah, we spoke about it last week and we just thought, you know, it adds a bit of interaction, doesn't it? Yeah. So you can come shout at us on Instagram and let us know what you think. Right. We've got four glitch stories today, four more. Um, as always, the links uh, to the stories will be in the podcast notes. And thanks to everyone who let us share your story this week's episode. 
Right, Toby, are you ready for the first story? Yes, I am. This has been a hard one for me to write out for some reason. Every time I start to think about it, it just feels daunting. I've had oddly persistent thoughts pop in a time or two, trying to convince me that it didn't happen. But the reality of the situation, so far, outweighs any mental gaslighting or narrative rewrites that could possibly exist to sway me, currently at least. Not to mention the rest of the family who got to witness parts of this. So we were on a trip in a cabin, out in Pisgah National Forest, right next to a river in one of the most scenic spots we've been to, probably ever. The ground is covered in gold dust and glitter from crushed gemstones. There's a quartz crystal, half the size of a car engine sitting on the porch. I mean this place, checked missing 411 boxes, like whoa. And I was immediately aware of that, because those stories are horrifying. But this place wasn't. And the wooden cabin itself was a two-storey, quaint open-air loft that had half of the second storey used as a sleeping area with a bed, which is where my daughter was. You could look out from that area into the living room where we had the Xbox and then our room was directly underneath her area in a closed-off room. So on Saturday, early Sunday morning, my little girl woke up late in the night and told me she was having a hard time sleeping. But we were both oddly awake too. Hours passed when we normally would fall asleep. But we'd both been quietly reading or watching something, despite being oddly energised. So it was nothing for me to get up and help her get cosy again. We decided that new places can be creepy with their shadows, so that maybe a light would be a good idea. But with the way our room was situated, and with how we had to keep a door open for the dogs, there was approximately one lamp in the cabin that would work as a nightlight rather than an all-out spotlight on one of the three of us. So after clicking on every damn light to find that out, I finally got to the one and clicked the switch, only to have it do nothing again. I frowned and got on this big couch chair to look behind it. I knew that's where the solitary outlet on that side of the room was. To see if perhaps the lamp had become unplugged in between guests or something to that effect. It had been, so that was good news. But the bad news is that I'd watched my husband pull out this monstrous chair earlier, and it was heavy as hell. I think I had a wry laugh under my breath and said, of course, and then started to reach down to try to plug it in blindly, before freezing and having a paranoid cabin fire fear flash through my head because I was already suspicious of their wiring and I've long had an irrational fear of jamming a plug into the socket the wrong way and electrocuting myself, 
falling onto an electric fence out of a tree at 10 would lend itself to those. So I was like, not today, Satan, and got down to try to wrench the chair out as quietly as I could. Just so far enough I could get behind it and see that A, the cord wasn't melted or damaged and simply unplugged for that kind of reason. It wasn't. And then B, check that each prong was going into the correct plug as I proceeded to plug it in the top one. Everything was good to go. Voila, light comes on, it's perfect. We all managed to fall asleep finally. Flash forward to the next afternoon when we were leaving the cabin and securing it because we were leaving the dogs as well. For some reason, our dogs love those YouTube music compilations for pets. So I stopped and turned the Xbox on and set it up. It was still plugged into the bottom outlet and then did a sweep of the house before walking out the door. Only to have my fire fear flash through again and I backed up right back into the house like I was put in reverse and went directly to that lamp from last night and turned it off. Then, after a pause, unplugged it entirely. My reasoning was that I didn't know why they'd left it that way and that after thinking about it, no other appliances were unplugged. So perhaps they were worried about this one or something and had forgotten to tell us. Didn't know, didn't have to think too long on it because I was taking care of the problem by unplugging it anyways. Did that and left, music playing, everyone content. Flash forward to that night when my husband started feeling the effects of carrying luggage and driving in his back. Unfortunately, I suspected we might need it and had brought a portable back massager that he could wrap around himself. But he needed to sit somewhere other than the kitchen table for it. So I had him move over to the big chair from the other night and told him I'd set it up there. He mentioned something about how we wouldn't be able to watch the Xbox if he sat there to do it. And I'm absently mindedly moving stuff around and setting up and respond. No, it's fine. I unplugged that lamp earlier. That's why it's not on right now. To which he replied, What? I'm talking about the outlet. And I'm like, Right, that's what I'm saying. I don't have to unplug the Xbox because I can use the top plug where the lamp was. Wait, do you need that light on for some reason? At this point, he says no, but he's staring at me, clearly confused and trying to sort something out. But I'm practically horizontal now, just trying to pull this damn chair out and shaking my head at how he's not understanding me. But I'm letting it go because he's clearly in pain. This time, I only pulled it out just a bit because I had already done my check last night. It was daylight and I would be able to see it to plug in much easier with much less space required. But this time, when I looked down, what I saw was what initially looked like a melted top outlet. So I'm startled and call over to him to come help me pull it out further because it looks like that outlet has melted. My first thoughts were, oh my God, 
Thank God I unplugged that before we left. Followed by, hell, was I wrong to even plug it back in? Did I do this somehow? As he's helping me, he's like, that's what I was trying to tell you. That's why I had to plug the Xbox in the bottom one and put the charger over there. But by this time, the couch is pulled out and we're both able to get down in front of it. Only to find out that it's not only not melted, but it's not even really there at all. The entire top outlet, the exact one I had plugged the lamp into the night prior and had unplugged it from that day, was busted away and had paper and tape shoved into the outlet, preventing anything from being plugged in. It didn't look remotely new, and there's not a chance in hell that anyone was in the cabin while we were gone. The owners were gone, the doors were locked, and we were on locked, private land that had a gate at the end of a half-mile driveway through almost vertical wilderness. And again, all that aside, I inspected it. I've run through everything I possibly can, and I have absolutely nothing. He says it was like that when we arrived, and that's why he used the bottom outlet. Yet, completely sober, completely lucid, having all these boxes I was checking off, I personally inspected that thing prior to using it, and also saw it again when I unplugged it. So that's my glitch. We ran through everything we could, but still have nothing. So much writing for such a small moment in time. But I had to get this out in case there's a detail somewhere that I missed. That story is so strange and unsettling. Like when we, when we stayed in caravans and stuff, I'm always really concerned about fire starting or, you know, carbon monoxide poisoning. Because you know what I'm like? Like all the doors shut at night. Mm. <laughs> Not to keep the ghosts out, but to uh, make sure the fire doesn't sweep through the house. But yeah, I wonder if there's a bit of that quantum immortality. Do you know what that is? Do you think I'm a scientist? <laughs> well, it's fringe. It's fringe, but they think that, you know, these universes or ty- people's timelines run concurrently to each other. And that you could sort of die in one timeline, but you have it in the other. Mm. And sometimes they cross over. So there might have been, actually been a fire um, that they'd all sort of, unfortunately, might have died in. But then it sort of crosses over, overlaps into the timeline that they didn't. Yeah. Mind bending. Yeah. Can't think about it too much. Does my poor little brain in. I want a camper van. I'd love a camper van. <laughs> Me and the boys are all going to chip in for one when we're older. And we're all going to go drive Cornwall. Yep. And go on to the top of a hill and just chill. And chill and maybe do some surfing? Mm, I don't know. Oh, you should do that. Like, pick up your little skateboard again. Because you were getting quite good at that. Mm. Bit of a surfing dude, yeah? Nah. Build your bonfire on the beach. Yeah, we'll do a fire, but I think... I ain't surfing. No, you're not very good with water, you like me. (laughs) (laughs) Right, are you ready for the second story? Yes, I am. 
This happened 24 years ago in the year 1999. I completely forgot about this incident until I read a Reddit post very similar to my own experience and it jogged my memory. This will be a long story, but I would really appreciate your comments as to what actually happened that day. To those of you who read to the end, I thank you in advance. I was home from college for the summer, visiting my family. One day, I asked my mum to borrow her car so I can go visit my friends who stayed at the dorm during summer vacation. She said I can have it, but I need to be home before 10am the next morning because she needs the car the next day. My college was about an hour's drive from my house on a good day. Some friends of mine would make it in 45 minutes. The fastest driving time I'd heard of was 35 minutes. Late at night, no traffic, driving like the wind. I got to my friend's house, our dorm residence, in the early evening, and we decided to drive down to the nearby casino, about 30 minutes drive, to pass the night. We were a group of about five, two of my roommates, two other friends from our dorm, and I. We had a great time playing on the quarter slot machines. Once we were all tired and were ready to leave, we head to the lobby doors and realise it's early morning, around 5am, and it's pouring rain. It was raining so hard we could barely see the first row of parked cars just in front of the lobby. We waited for about 30 minutes or so for the rain to slow to a drizzle so we can drive home and made the 30 minutes drive without incident. When we got to the dorm, it was around 6am and the rain was pouring down again. So I resolved to wait it out as long as I could. I still had to return the car to my mum and I had at least an hour's drive, if not longer, due to the weather. When I left the dorm, it was 7am. One of my roommates stayed up with me until I left and we both noted the time as I was leaving. I got to my car a few minutes later and started driving towards the highway. I was really tired since we basically pulled an all-nighter at the casino, but I had to drive home to return the car to my mum. I do not recommend driving tired. I told myself I'd be fine. I cranked up the radio to my favourite station, lit a cigarette, opened the window for some fresh air and so off I went. Again, please, do not drive while tired. Within 10 minutes or so, as I'm driving on the highway, the rain starts pouring again. It was so bad, I could barely see the wipers of my car. They were at the fastest setting, and it's like they weren't doing anything. But the rain was kind of hypnotising. The rhythm sort of started lulling me to sleep, but I didn't really notice. My blinks kept getting slower and slower. What happened next was in the span of about three to five seconds. No more. It's kind of hard to explain. I was awake one moment, sort of, and the next my consciousness wakes up to darkness. 
kind of like when you wake up in the morning but you haven't opened your eyes yet and you are slowly starting to be aware of your surroundings. How comfortable and warm you are in bed, etc. That's basically what happened. I'm aware of being awake, but it's dark. I don't even notice my eyes are closed. I'm comfortable. I seem to be in a sitting position. My hands are holding on to something, but I'm not sure what it is exactly. I'm just really comfortable, and I don't want it to change. I keep thinking, just five more minutes. I don't know for how long my eyes were actually closed. Suddenly, I hear a really, really loud crash, almost sounding like a clap, but unlike anything I ever heard before. It sounded like metal on metal. I wasn't sure. It got me to open my eyes, and the first thing I notice is that I'm in my car, and all I see from the window is a wave of water heading towards my windshield, really fast. When it hit the windshield of the car, it sounded like the glass should have broken from the impact. It was the loudest slap sound I had ever heard, before or since. I mean momentary shock as I take in my surroundings. I'm still in my car, driving perfectly straight in the leftmost lane. On my left is a concrete barrier, just a couple of feet away. On my right, I was just overtaken by a huge 18-wheeler truck. That is what made the wave slap my windshield. Heart pounding, I rubbed my eyes and forced them open as far as they would go, determined to stay awake. I turned up the music louder and opened the window to let the rain hit me in the face, along with some much-needed fresh air. The entire time I was thinking, holy cow, I could have died. I probably should have died. Then another thought hit me. What the hell was the first loud crash I heard? The time elapsed between the first and second claps was about a second. Me hearing the loud clap to a wave that crashes to the window with another, but different sounding, loud clap. But this wasn't the craziest part. Since the rain was very strong, I wasn't driving more than 50 to 60 kilometres an hour, as opposed to the usual 100 kilometres an hour. This means that the trip should have taken twice as long as it normally would. The rest of the drive was uneventful, and I made it to my building, drove into the very large garage, and all the way in the back to my parents' parking spot. Then I walked back around to the elevators by the entrance and took the elevator to the 19th floor. Walked down a long hallway to my apartment, went into my room and crashed on my bed. Right before I passed out from fatigue and probably shock, I remembered to send my roommate a text message to let her know I made it home safely. I was so tired. I didn't even check what the time was. I just crashed. I woke up to a bunch of messages from my roommate. I don't remember them verbatim, but there was something like, What? No way, you must be joking. Where are you? Hello? How did you get home so fast? No way, you're already home? 
Are you okay? It takes me a while to figure out what she's talking about while remembering my harrowing journey from the morning because it was then that I noticed the time of the text I had sent her before I went to sleep. It was showing 7.20am. There is no way that is possible to travel around 90 kilometres in a span of 20 minutes in a rainstorm where you can't even see the lanes on the road or even the hood of your car while trying desperately not to fall asleep and apparently failing at that. I don't know what to make of this. After reading a whole bunch of other stories on this subreddit, I'm pretty sure it may have been either a case of quantum immortality or a glitch in the Matrix. However, ever since that day, I've been experiencing all kinds of paranormal phenomena through the years. I'm pretty sure this was the catalyst event to them all. Well, all except one. I'll tell you about that in another post if requested. Anyway, sorry for the length of this story. I just wanted to write down as many details as I can remember to share with you all. This memory is now so clear, as if it happened yesterday. I will never forget it. Thanks for listening to my story. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. So, paranormal or speed demon like Raj. <laughs> Remember when he got that neat lane? Can I just say, he doesn't actually really speed. But um, we were on the way to holiday once and our car was going faster than the one that Maisie was in. Um, so we got there quicker and so he picked up the name Speed Demon, yeah. which we think really suits him. <laughs> right, anyway. Scary. Scary. And one of those things that if that happened to me, I'd just be feeling really unsettled that I'd probably just have to completely forget about it so that it didn't bother me anymore. Mm. I um, I can't drive anyway, so we've got no danger of that happening. Much to everybody's relief because I don't think I'll ever be able to coordinate in that manner mm. it's not going to happen what What do you think your driving skills are going to be like when you get older I'm going to be a driver I yeah. promise you that I'm you think you've got the, the coordination I'm going to be a driver yeah I'm going to swag it swag it yeah ooh that's a new one what does that mean cool okay because swag to me <laughs> is like a, an old school rob, robber with a bag of swag 
know. I love it when you keep me up with the new words, love. Right, are you ready for the third story? Yes, I am. I've told this to my friend at least a dozen times because he wants to make sense of it and ultimately urged me to post it here so maybe someone can make sense of it. This truly shook me. Sorry for the long post. He told me to give all the details I told him, as do the rules. This happened on a road trip when I was 17, almost 18. It was me and my sister, a couple of years older than me, and she was driving along a super long, beaten road through the desert. About two hours on the road passed, and suddenly I noticed that the car that was behind us veered off the road and came to a standstill. My sister audibly wonders what they're up to. A few dozen seconds later, there's this terrible series of bumps and cracks in the road that shake the car and knock the phone off the seat, taking the auxiliary out and halting the music. It lands close to me, so I pick it up and start to reconnect the phone. When I do, we get this random catchy ad about trash. The next thing of note happens seconds after the ad ends. I stare off into the window and I see a truck parked ahead of us. As we pass it, I stupidly kept looking at it and the sheen it gave off, the glare from the sun, completely blinded me for a bit. When I closed my eyes, I still saw the outline of it. I was afraid it was burned into my retinas when I finally opened my eyelids. It started to fade slowly, and all I can remember seeing after that is the emergency airbag in the car pop into my face and sounds of metal on metal. My vision started going black, and the image that's in my eyes from the truck fades completely. But when it fades, I open my eyes to see us still driving like nothing happened. That's when I notice the car behind us. Same license plate as before. Same car, colour, even same driver to my eyes. The same things happened again. The road being bad and bumping the phone down. The auxiliary disconnecting. And the same damn ad playing. All the while, I'm panicking in my head since my sister dismissed my questions like nothing out of the ordinary happened. We come up to the truck again and I stare. My eyes again have the after image of it. Just as before, I hear metal scraping and feel the airbag pummel my face. As it fades, I'm scared to open my eyes again. But I hear my sister ask, What's that car doing? It forces my eyes open to see the same car for the third time, staring into the open desert before halting. I'm in full-blown panic mode as I look ahead and see the crude road up ahead. I hold onto the phone for dear life and manage to stop the phone from disconnecting, but we still get an ad when the next song plays. The same damn ad. As it nears its end, I stop myself from looking at the truck and instead look ahead. 
noticing that the car in the opposite lane is swerving slightly. I piece it together in my head and caution my sister of the driver in the car. She has to swerve to avoid the car as it goes into the wrong side of the road, barely missing our car thanks to my sister's driving. The rest of the trip went without much of a hitch. My friend said it may have been something like quantum immortality or a swap between universes. I've always been interested in stuff, but I've no clue how to explain my experience. Once more, sorry for the long post. So that one could also be quantum immortality, couldn't it? The timelines crossing over. It's kind of like Groundhog Day or the Final Destination films that you can change it, change your response to a situation and then it changes the rest of the timeline. Yeah. Look at me and my scientific capability. (laughs) Also, I forgot to say, you know that movie that you used to love? Um, Spider-Man, you know, the animated one. Miles Morales. Yeah, what was it called, though? Spider-Man Miles Morales. Yeah, but wasn't it something about quantum? It was something about timelines as well, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, so something. Like something. Black hole or something. Yeah, remember. I can't remember. Yeah, Unless... yeah it were. And because uh, it was all, all of the, uh, like, something universe. of Spider-Man. Multiverse. Multiverse. That's, this is all along the same line. But what I want to say is they're bringing out a second movie. Of what? That Spider-Man. multiverse stuff, yeah, with mm. Spider-Man. Yeah, because there's after credits on it. Because I was younger and I would be watching it in it. And if there's there's after credits, that means they're going to be second film. Oh, that's why you always make me stay in the cinema. Mm. Ah, yeah, okay. Yeah, but I think it must be coming out soon because I saw a trailer or something for it. So, yeah, something to look forward to. Mm. Right, are you ready for the fourth and final story? Yes, I am. A few years ago, when my daughter was three, I decided to go back to school and become a nurse. My husband and I were in no way trying for a baby whatsoever. I was on birth control and we were very careful. I walked into her preschool one day to find the director and her teachers telling me congratulations with big smiles on their faces. I used to work as a preschool teacher here, so a lot of these people were close friends of mine. I asked them what they're congratulating me for, and they tell me that my daughter announced to everyone that mummy has a little sister in her tummy. I laughed it off and told them all I was sorry to disappoint them, but that just wasn't true. My daughter and I went home and talked about it. I told her mummy didn't have a baby in her tummy, and she just kept pointing at my belly and saying, Yes, you do, as if I were lying to her. A few days later, I wake up to someone touching my belly. My daughter has the bottom of my shirt pulled up with her head resting on my belly while she rubs it gently and says, Baby sister, what are you doing hiding in there? It was really sweet, and I just assumed she wanted a little sister. She had never expressed any interest in having a sibling prior to this, and we'd never discussed it. We had the talk again, and she got upset with me, and told me she has seen her before, and she is in there. 
She told me that her sister looks different than us and has blonde hair and blue eyes with little holes in her cheeks, a.k.a. dimples. My daughter, husband and I all have very dark hair, chocolate brown eyes and no dimples. I talked to her about wanting a sibling and tell her that when I finish school, we will try to give her a little brother or sister. I already have a sister. I was expecting my period to start within the next week like clockwork. It didn't. I took a pregnancy test and just stared at that faint, positive result for what felt like forever. I was completely in shock. I was on birth control, so I immediately called my OBGYN and they saw me the next day. It was estimated that I was four weeks and six days pregnant. I gave birth to a blonde-haired, blue-eyed little girl with the sweetest dimples. This experience has always blown my mind. That's really odd. Yeah. I sometimes do think that um, because they're, you know, small children aren't that old that they do have these certain abilities yeah to to uh, they're still fairly close to that other world yeah but it's scarier when it's little kids and they see that because you're because they don't like they actually don't know what they're talking about so it's actually scary and you're seeing you're they're, they're telling you that mm, what like, making and, predictions yeah, yeah and because there's there's been like like little kids telling them about their past lives and that. Mm. And I said, oh yeah. And there was one where like, oh, I was in army and that was shot like five times in the chest. And they all say that to their mum when they're like four years mm. old. And one of them, and a kid, her past life, apparently she was uh, Princess Diana and she explained how she died and all that. And she had a birthmark probably. Because birthmarks are pretty, if you get, if you see have a birthmark, you find out, because birthmarks have a meaning. Okay. Because they have a meaning for how you died in your past life. Oh, that's really interesting. I I didn't, I have not heard of that and I haven't heard of the Prince Diana girl. Is it a girl? Yeah. Yeah. No, it was a boy actually, I think. It was a boy, was it? Yeah, I've not not heard of that. Where did you read it? You're still not TikToking. No. (laughs) Well, that brings us to the end of this episode. Hope you liked it. Um, Please stay tuned. Yeah, we'll catch up with you again on Tuesday. Um, we really do hope you're enjoying the podcast. And if you are, just come and, come and say hi to us. The links to all of our social media is in the podcast description. And yeah, we'll catch up with you again next week. Take care, everyone. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.